Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges, and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Business Buzz here on Supply Chain Now. This is Scott Luton, your host. Here I'll be sharing a variety of business observations and interesting news stories from across the business world. So welcome to the Business Buzz. Let's dive on in. In item number one today, we're talking about FedEx and shipping rate increases. The company has announced that starting in January 2023, its shipping rates will be increased an average of 6.9%. That news came out of last week's earnings call, along with the news that FedEx is also embarking on a cost reduction initiative that it hopes will generate up to $2.7 billion in savings this fiscal year. Now to get there, FedEx will be closing some offices, pausing Sunday deliveries, grounding aircraft, amongst other things. And the company says there could be billions of additional savings from other operational moves and cutbacks. In item number two today, we're talking computer chips, specifically memory chips. Micron broke ground this past week on a memory chip fabrication plant in Boise, Idaho. The company will be investing $15 billion into advanced memory production at the site between now and 2030. Construction will begin in 2023 and production is slated to start in 2025. Now here's a little computer chip trivia for you. The first memory chip was invented by Dr. Robert Denard in 1968. And those first chips were very small and could only store a few bytes of information. Now today's memory chips store gigabytes of data as well as perform billions of calculations per second. With item number three today, we're going to hear from our friend Kelly Barner, who leads our Dial P for Procurement series here at Supply Chain Now. Now, Kelly recently spent time at a wonderful industry event, and we'll be sharing a few key ideas from the discussions there, especially related to risk management across global business. This past week, I had the opportunity to speak at the Supply Chain Risk Management Summit hosted by Risk Methods and their soon-to-be parent company, Sphera, in Boston, Massachusetts. Now, this was my first in-person event in a long time, and it was great to be back networking and exchanging ideas face-to-face. I got to see some old friends again and meet a few people for the first time that I've worked with for nearly a decade. I took a lot of notes while I was there, but here are a few standout ideas. Absolutely everything has to be operationalized, from executive mandates to regulations to risk management processes. That is the only way to get everything working cohesively at scale. We need to understand and also be able to explain the cost of each potential risk as well as the cost of any mitigation activities we plan to recommend. This has to be done before the business can make an informed decision about what to do. ESG, short for Environmental, Social, and Governance Programs, 
is no longer a set of marketing activities. It should be reflected in all of our internal work. It is also far broader in scope than just sustainability and diversity. There are a whole host of concerns and areas of oversight that fall under each letter in the ESG acronym. So much has changed in supply chain risk management over the last couple of years, and yet so much remains the same. I think this is an area of practice where people are accustomed to constant change. In fact, I shared with the group from Stage that during my half-hour session, we were waiting for both the new Fed interest rate hike and also news from the unions voting to approve the agreement that will hopefully settle the railway workers' strike. Every single person in that room was energized. Now, maybe it was the fresh fruit smoothies or the old Massachusetts State House right outside our window, but I don't think so. The most common phrases I heard were, I love my job and I love managing risk. No one seemed battered down or fatigued by everything we've faced over the last few years. This really is a moment for procurement and supply chain professionals, and it was my honor to be given the opportunity to share my point of view on recent news and events with them, as well as to listen to where they and their companies are currently focusing. Hey, thanks so much, Kelly. And folks, you can find Dial P for Procurement wherever you get your podcasts, as well as The Art of Procurement which Kelly and her colleague Phil Otteson lead. For item number four, let's share a few quick hitters across global news. NASA has once again scrubbed the Artemis launch that was set for Tuesday due to hurricane activity forming not too far from the Florida coast. Oil prices in the U.S. dropped this week below $80 a barrel for the first time since January. And in a move that certainly bucks the trend, Beyond Meat Incorporated, said last week that it will be eliminating the role of chief supply chain officer once its current CSCO, Bernie Adcock, steps down on September 30th. But despite the intrigue, at least to me, that's probably the most boring news related to Beyond Meat's executive team in recent weeks. Hey, if you know, you know. Next up, many supply chain professionals spent time in Nashville this past week where CSCMP's annual conference was held. Let's hear from Enrique Alvarez, who leads our Logistics with Purpose series, as well as our Supply Chain Now in Espanol programming. Enrique and several members of his Vector Global Logistics team recently made the trip. Good morning. This is Enrique Alvarez with Vector Global Logistics, and I'm uh, sharing some of my comments and highlights from the CSCMP conference in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Unfortunately, I was only there for two days, but uh, as always, the conference was very, very well attended. It was interesting, exciting, and um, it was particularly fun to finally meet in person with uh, people that I have been talking to for for a couple of years now via Zoom and and, uh, remotely. So, Amazing, amazing uh, conference. Congratulations to everyone at CSCMP for doing what they do and uh, looking forward to, to more. So on the speaker side of things, I, uh, I had the chance to listen to Jim Caffone, uh, VP of Global Supply Chain for Pfizer. Great presentation on how they had to reimagine and recreate their efforts to 
support and, and develop the vaccines for the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, I didn't hear Mandy Reinhardt myself, but uh, founder and for Freshco.ca. But uh, I heard uh, many people talk about how good of a speaker she was and how engaging the conversation was as well. I had the opportunity to meet with uh, interesting technology companies. Project 44 was there. Tive was there. Uh, and there's many, many good software companies kind of uh, getting ready to incorporate all the learnings from the pandemic and trying to improve visibility uh, across the board and supply chain. There were a couple of, uh, I would say, leaders in the industry, industry disruptors uh, like uh, Shekhar Nitarajan. Uh, I had uh, the pleasure of actually meeting two good supply chain now, friends, Nicholas and Asif with Reuters. And um, but one organization that I that I was really impressed with and I've been impressed with for a while, but I had the pleasure of meeting uh, them person uh, this time. Uh, it's uh, A-L-A-N, Alan, the American Logistics Aid Network. It's uh, unbelievable. If you guys don't know what they do or who they are, I would strongly encourage you to go to their website and try to connect with either Kathy Fulton or Lori Lockman. They're uh, they're amazing. They have this incredible culture and this very good idea of coming together to help each other out when uh, we need it the most. So thank you so much and have a good day. Thank you, Enrique and team. Hey, we're big fans of Alan as well. Kathy Fulton has made a couple of appearances with us here at Supply Chain Now. Folks, be sure to learn more at allenaid.org. Also, Enrique mentioned Jim Caffone, the supply chain leader at Pfizer. You can catch our full-length interview that Kelly Barner and I had with Jim, which was Supply Chain Now episode number 971. And finally today on the Business Buzz, let's all gain some peace of mind in this Faith in Humanity update. I've been fortunate to have known and collaborated with Allison Krejci Giddens and Donna Krejci over the years. These wonderful people, along with their family, founded a nonprofit called the Dave Krejci Foundation a few years back. Now it's named for Allison's dad and Donna's husband, who sadly passed away unexpectedly at the age of 57 in 2009. The Dave Krejci Foundation's purpose is to help Atlanta area kids play sports by helping to pay for those expensive fees and equipment. We all know how those costs can add up quick, and you hate for kids to miss out on the incredible opportunity to join their friends and play organized sports simply because their families cannot afford all these costs. So since the nonprofit's inception, over 1,000 kids have been able to play sports with the foundation's help. What a great story, right? Well, it gets even better. In the last few months, the Dave Krejci Foundation joined forces with a few other groups to help out Osborne High School's football team here in Georgia. The program has never had it easy, be it off the field when it comes to the equipment and facilities they need, or on the field when it comes to wins and losses. From the records I could find, prior to this year, 2022, Osborne High School has not had a winning record in football since at least 2004. So this school year, this football year, the team at Osborne High School didn't have the funds to purchase modern helmets that met new safety regulations. We're talking 300 bucks a helmet. 
So in stepped the Dave Krejci Foundation and a few others. They raised all the funds needed to equip the school and the team with a new set of football helmets for all the players. That, in my book, is a big win in and of itself. But get this, Osborne High School, home of the Fighting Cardinals, have run their record to a sparkling 5-0 so far this year. What a wonderful story, driven by wonderful people that are certainly doing the good Lord's work. All of that should fill us all with plenty of faith in humanity. Learn more and support the Dave Krejci Foundation's work at DaveCrejci.com, and that is spelled K-R-A-C-H-E, Krejci, DaveCrejci.com, and we'll make sure the link is in the show notes. Well, that does it for this week's edition of the Business Buzz. Hey, let us know what you think. This is Scott Luton, and on behalf of our entire team here at Supply Chain Now, we wish all of you a wonderful week ahead. Hey, do good, give forward, and be the change that's needed. And on that note, we'll see you next time, right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at SupplyChainNow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now. Supply Chain Now.